0: Hi, it's Greg and Lucky, and this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from five to nine, this is what you missed.
1: Did you watch the Super Bowl? Who saw it? Who cared less about it? Did you care more about the halftime show? Did you care more about the food? You were being served. What
0: did you eat at the Luck Ranch for Super Bowl Sunday? Uh, we had wings. Nice. You usually go with it. A little, uh, couple of pizza slices were in there. Mm-hmm. Some chicken tenders, some waffle fries, and Beautiful. protein bites. Not a veggie to be seen. Uh, there was a veggie platter. Oh, was there really? I in some carrot. <laughs> Dipped in ranch, of course. Of course, yeah. We,
1: uh, we basically did the same thing. We were uh, wings and uh, mac and cheese, homemade mac and
0: cheese. We yeah. didn't even get to the chili round. We had chili ready to go. For wow. It. Yeah.
1: We uh, raced up uh, to the grocery store at about 4 o'clock because we finally decided what the hell we wanted to do. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. and uh, Well, listen, Slim it was Pickens? a bit of a hectic time at the oh, Van Ranch right, over the yes. weekend. A lot going on. Um, but, what, did you, what did
0: you cook over the open fire in your living room? <laughs> well,
1: yeah, that's that's what we had to do. We had to start a fire right there to survive. Until the uh, the furnace could get fixed. But that's another story for another time. Um, you know, there's always a lot that goes on r- around the Super Bowl. And some of the things maybe you didn't notice or didn't know uh, was a fact. Um, here's a good one. It's um, the first Super Bowl with two black starting quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. Yep. Both are from Texas. Now, uh, in 1988, Doug Williams became the first black quarterback to uh, start a Super Bowl. He led Washington to a 42-10 win over Denver and was named MVP. Both Mahomes and Hertz have a combined age of 51 years, 337 days as of Sunday, surpassing Joe Montana and Dan Marino in 85 as the youngest Super Bowl quarterbacks of all time.
0: And they were both fantastic mm-hmm. in the game, too. Lived up to the billing. Yep. It really did. I, the finish fell flat just based on the fact that there was ah, a really tough call. Mm. A holding call, which happens basically on every play. There's a grab somewhere Mm. or a a little bit of an interference, a pick. I mean, it's a game of physical contact. Um, And was that really the play that needed to be called to extend the drive? Probably not. Either way, the Chiefs were going to kick a field goal. It's just that call allowed them to get a first down, chunk a bunch of time off the clock. And it really unfortunately was a flat ending to what was a fantastic game
1: it truly was and mahomes this guy is on fire this year alone he did four things he won the regular season mvp won the super bowl mvp led the nfl in passing touchdowns and led the nfl in passing yards only three players have done in a whole career what he did in one season that would be tom uh, brady peyton manning and kurt warner yeah. So it took them a whole career to do it somewhere Brady is pissed. Right. Because, <laughs> uh, of course, they're already talking about dynasty uh, for the for the Chiefs. Right. Uh, this is interesting. I thought Cleveland is the only city with an NFL team that has not gone to the Super Bowl and not ever hosted.
0: Yeah. They're the only one. And they'll be waiting. Yeah. <laughs> Still. There was a lot
1: of talk about the uh, the grass being an issue with uh, a lot of players changing cleats and they were sliding around out there. The NFL spent two years preparing the grass for the field at Super Bowl. Uh, the turf that everyone was slipping on cost $800,000 and was uh, from a local sod farm in Phoenix.
0: What's interesting about that stadium is that the whole grass level rolls out oh yeah it's because it's it's a domed stadium Mm -hmm. right well i mean they can open up the the midsection but in order to get sunlight for it they actually roll the whole floor out Hmm. into the sun get the grass watered out in the sun then roll it back in for games so they had this all prepared ready done and then they painted the whole field right and when they did that it became super slippery for a lot of the players that it was an issue uh, and yeah, to the tune of 800 grand. Yeah. I was laughing
1: at the beginning. I don't know if you noticed, but when the camera work went over the entire stadium and at, uh, at game time in the upper bowl, there was one section just being blinded by sunlight. Right. You know, and everybody, and I'm sure there was some couple sitting there, and the wife was like, Really? These are <laughs> crappy seats, you get us, I get blinded, I can't see the game.
0: I don't want to say that 800 figure, uh, 800k figure too much, because next time I ask Rob Havery for something on my lawn (laughs) care (laughs) maintenance, it'll be Hey, hang on a second. Somewhere in that ballpark.
1: <laughs> um, and if you were wondering, the color of Gatorade, the shower, was purple. Gambling yes. sites hosted prop bets on they that. They didn't show it
0: on the, uh, on the Fox broadcast. I, I, I looked for it. I didn't see it. I, I shut it off right after the game, though. So maybe they showed it, went back and showed it later. But yeah. it was purple Gatorade, if you're. Still finishing up your props. Mm
1: -hmm. Now, so there's three elements or maybe four elements to Super Bowl Sunday. One being the food we just discussed. And and, uh, the other being, uh, of course, the halftime show. Whether you liked it or didn't, there seems to be a divide on that. Of course, the game itself. But then the commercials. And it was a bunch of good ones. I thought Will Smith and the GM, or uh, Will Ferrell and the GM commercial was great. But we got to give props to our boy, Dave Grohl. Take a listen to this as he thanks Canada. Wow. I think we got it. Today,
0: let's thank Canada. Thank you for legends of music and heroes of comedy. Thank you for this heart throb. Thank you, Canada, for peanut butter, a paint roller, and poutine. That's
1: French fries with cheese and gravy. It's good. Thank you for creating the replay. Milwaukee and the battery. The egg carton, the ironing board, the electric wheelchair, Hawaiian pizza, instant potatoes, canola oil, trash bags. And thank you for this. Thank you for giving us hockey, basketball, and thank you for football. What? No way. <laughs> yeah. Look it up.
0: Thank you, Canada. Thank you. A good spot. Saw it eventually on the broadcast, which was good. Yeah. It was for Crown Royal. Yeah.
1: No, it was very good. He's, he's just such a natural. That guy, everything he does, is right. just, you know, works out great. Yeah, it was a terrific uh, commercial. And I uh, thought one of the highlights of the entire game was uh, DeMar Hamlin showing up and everybody hugging him on the field at yep. the beginning. That, was, uh, that brought a tear to this old man's eye. All right. So you are one who watches for the halftime oh, show. Oh, yeah. And Thoughts? the commercials. I thought she was boring as the day is long. I really? thought when the platforms you're standing on are more interesting than the
0: performer themselves, right? that's a problem. I thought that was entertaining. I, to be honest, I, I'm not a fan of her music, mm. uh, necessarily. Um... You know, I guess the big reveal was that she was pregnant. She mm-hmm. said she was bringing a, there would be a special guest appearance. And special guest, I guess, is her, uh, her, her expected baby. Number two, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I thought, you know, for for an on-field performance where usually they just have to set up a stage and they have some people run out on the field and dance, uh, to have those kind of raising platforms was a really we- neat way to do it. And we see the pictures of it later on with her way up above the crowd and, mm. and doing that i thought you know there's a lot of logistics to that i thought it was pretty neat yeah i
1: thought it was just flat and boring and i just can't take it it happens every year with the lip-syncing the lip-syncing lip drives me crazy but it is what it is that's the way music has <sighs> gone it's a vegas show now it's
0: it's it's an entertainment performance and not necessarily a live performance anymore i, w- I would say entertainment loosely
1: Again, when the platforms are the most interesting part of the show, I don't know how much entertainment is involved. So the uh, story of uh, John Tory and his affair that broke on Friday, making uh, news all over the place, and even down in the States, uh, they were covering it in some of their papers, and on CNN it was mentioned, so it's a, a bit of a big deal. You know, he's uh, he's 68 years old, John Tory. I uh, I met him a few times over the years because he was... a uh, A big shot with Rogers at one point. Right. Every time I met him, you know, not that we had any dinners together, but he was always deemed to be a a very smart guy and, and, uh, you know, ran as mayor for how long did he have the gig for? Two terms or Mm -hmm. was into his second term, whatever. Seems like he's been the mayor for uh, some time. Doesn't have Hazel McCallion numbers by any means. But, you know, seemed to be... Um, doing the job, doing it well, always seemed to, to succeed at almost everything he tried. Outside of running for the uh, premier gig there uh, some time back in the premier of Ontario, but man, oh man, doesn't matter how smart you are, how with it you are, how on top of things you are.
0: When that thing in your pants wants to talk, it runs the show. He might have gotten on top of other things is the problem. And interesting, the reaction from from many, uh, kind of of reading it online, was why? Like Not why the affair, Mm. but why resign? Mm. (laughs) They didn't have a problem with the way he was running the city, necessarily. It was just, all right, you had this, it's done, you admitted, move on. Um, you know, I think personally for his family, it might be a bit of a different decision. He wants to repair his marriage mm-hmm. uh, than perhaps stepping away from his job is what's needed to do that. And that's what he's focused on. But, you know, having gone through the Rob Ford era where troubles with the law or international attention for mm-hmm. something other than being mayor of Toronto was the norm a lot of Torontonians looked at this and said, meh, you run the city and have an affair at the same time. We didn't know. We're all good with it. It's, it's funny that that is the response. I don't know if there's more
1: people who think that way or, or uh, more people think it's good that he resigned. Because you'd think in this woke world we live in now, right. people get canceled all the time. I mean... For the slightest indiscretion, having right. an affair
0: is not a slight indiscretion. And some were wondering the conspiracy theorists in it, saying, "Okay, what else is to come then? Mm. If they, if he's admitting to it before it was news, is there more to the story mm. than uh, than initially meets the eye? Is he I, trying to get out in front of something?
1: Yeah, perhaps. I just, for the life of me, and, and it's just not in my nature. And hopefully, I, I." Uh, you know, life still hopefully has many twists and turns for me, and who's to know what the future holds? But in in all my years of uh, being married or having uh, family friends who are married, the amount of affairs and and stuff that I've heard about is is shocking because. I always think to myself, if I was ever in that situation, and I've just never been, I've never allowed myself in that situation, I've never, you know, flirted enough to be in that situation, I just think there's so much to lose. Right. Can't you just masturbate? (laughs) Like, you're... You're the mayor of Toronto. You're a married man with children. You're 68 years old. Again, I don't know. Maybe his marriage is loveless and sexless. And I don't know what goes on behind his closed doors. But when I've seen people in affairs, the running around, the hiding, right? it's it's insane.
0: Well, I, I mean, I believe his wife had gone through some health issues as well. And, and, you know, he just said, listen, the pandemic, he was away from home for a long time and, and they went, just whatever the situation may mm-hmm. have arisen, um, was, it, was it Chris Rock who said a man is as faithful as his options? Yeah, <laughs> or Chappelle, or what, yeah, you know, one, one of them, them. You know, was kind of those when they were talking about the Clinton situation. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that never happened to me, and and you know, there was a lot of older senators who were you know turning their nose at it, who didn't have the option of people who were throwing themselves at them. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right, And and. You know, if you're going, the the old adage is, if you're going to do something like that, do it with someone who has as much to lose That's right. as you, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. No, I uh, I don't know. Again, I, I'm no saint. I mean, I, I've, I've never done that, and I hope I never do. And if one day I did, then maybe I say, okay, I get it now, or how this happens, I understand. I think it's also the vibe you put out there as you walk through your life. You know, I'm very um, open about my marriage. I speak often about the lovely Maria. I think the vibe I put out there is that I'm happily married and would never consider that. Maybe there's others who never speak of their spouse or it's very much a kind of a, you know, uh, this is who I am professionally and my personal life is nobody's business. Right. I don't conduct myself that way. Um, I don't know that I ever heard John Tory ever mention his wife or family. It's not something... That any time I heard him speak, if he had said, you know, during COVID, my, my wife and I, my children and I, you know right. So I don't who knows? Again, I just think there's so much to lose and so many people to hurt. That would be one of the things I think would always stop me, I hope, is just not only the disappointment that the lovely Maria would feel. But the, the disappointment I'd put on my children. Mm. They'd look at their dad and just be like, you're a
0: scumbag. Right. You know,
1: and I, for what? Yeah. You know, for, for 15 seconds of fun?
0: Yeah, well, you're not necessarily thinking with that head at that time, yeah, I, I guess, guess, right? I guess
1: not. It just, it's always so shocking to me. And, and again, people who seem to be, you know, on the ball, have it going. Mm. But anyhow, he was on something and now he's out of a gig. So I, Craig Venn?
0: Maybe he hasn't. He's only announced. Oh, really? That he's he hasn't formally resigned or written that or handed in that letter yet. Right. right. We'll see now. that, that there is some push to say, "Hey, dude, stick stick around." We'll see mm-hmm. whether or not he changes his mind. I don't think so.
1: It's also, um, I think, uh, a left and right issue, kind of a uh, a conservative or liberal view in that, and you've seen it in the state, certainly. Left side, you know, will always shoot themselves in the foot. They'll fold immediately. <laughs> I did. I had this affair. You know, we the most we ever did was French kissing. I resigned. Right. The right could be caught in the middle of a a sex slave camp. Right. And they go, never happened. It's not me.
0: It's just, just how they work. It doesn't uphold to my Christian values.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So... Yeah, we shall. Uh, we'll see. Now, the other thing Tori could do. Have we seen a photo of the uh, the person he had no, the affair with? No,
0: no. Like, I mean, talk. if
1: she's some smoke show, he should bring her out and go. Look, who can say no <laughs> to this? Give me a break. <laughs> How was everybody's weekend? Did you have a good one? The weather was uh, beautiful. Felt like like late March rather than mid February. Right. All that sunshine, and I was thankful for it because uh, if it weren't for that sunshine and heat, I probably would have been found. Dead and frozen in my home on uh, really? Saturday. Yeah, we uh, we had a situation. Uh, all started off pleasant enough on Saturday. We had a little dinner party, a couple other uh, couples, Whoa, six of us around the table. right? And uh, and uh, one of the party guests, to uh, hide his identity, will change his name to Bug okay. or Mug <laughs> or Tug, Lug, <laughs> Pug, Ug, whatever you want to call him. Right. I called him a lot of things on Saturday. <laughs> so our Pally Lug, right, uh, loves his technology. You know, he's a go-go gadget with the technology. He loves talking into his watch and his shoe. I mean, it's a whole thing. Right. Um, and uh, so he determined <laughs> that I needed a Google Nest installed at my home. He, he had decided, he didn't ask me, do I want a Google Nest? Do I know what a Google Nest even is? he, he just showed, showed up with one well i think he's he's upgraded his i mean oh. i don't know what the, like this these things are already pretty neat for the the amount of stuff they do how much more you need them to do like i don't know is this thing making love to him i don't know what's going on it like how much more do you need but anyhow he's upgraded i guess and so he decided to be generous and offer me his Google Nest. Oh, okay. So, is, that, is that what empty nesters do? They share nests with each other? <laughs> I hope that's all we're sharing. <laughs> yeah. So so Pug shows up at my house. He's changing his name again. <laughs> Pug shows up with his, uh, his uh, Google Nest, and we have a lovely dinner. And somewhere uh, after dinner, I think it was after dinner, I lost track of time. The freezing did something to my brain okay. for all the red wine I had. Anyhow, ug uh, decides he's gonna uh, he's gonna hook this thing up, <laughs> and so he you know he said uh, he declared he had done it at his home and it had all gone swimmingly right
0: so it should they be are easy. quite easy to install, but, but yeah. it, the first time I don't know because they have stickers that you label everything with. Uh, if he removed them from his then i don't know whether uh. or not it's so easy to hook up to yours
1: yeah i don't know and of course nothing is ever easy with my pooh hut so uh <laughs> <laughs> he takes the old thermostat off which by the way was working lovely lovely <laughs> lovely thermostat although he claims it was on its way out i don't know he somehow knew that so anyhow so so uh, pug uh decides uh, to install this uh, new Nest uh, Nest and it's all going fine. He gets it hooked up. and The little Google sign comes on. It does its little magic tricks. Okay, so it's around. powered. It's working. Powered and working, but can't get the, the furnace to kick in. Right. So... I mean, he goes back and forth. At one point, I find a Tug lying on the floor in front of my furnace, fiddling around in there with the wires. <laughs> I'm like, oh, here we go. This is not good. And, and this is after dinner? Yeah, so now we're getting up around, I don't know, 11, by the time. And we're still ongoing. And a few drinks in. Oh, for me, definitely. Now, uh, Tug was stone cold sober. Oh, okay. I said to him, you should have been hammered. It might have gone better. Right. Anyhow, uh, Craigie does what Craigie always does. Craigie falls asleep. And so the lovely Maria walks everybody out. Uh, the evening is over, and at about one thirty in the morning, I am awoken up to uh, realize that we still have no heat, and I'm on the phone to Reliance. <laughs> they can't get anybody out until like Monday, and so Sunday morning we wake up, and it's like 56 degrees uh, in our house. Do the
0: math: ten is fifty, so let's say about 12 degrees.
1: And Mug is all cozy and warm over in his house. <laughs> he. He basically bailed and left us with no heat. Thank you very much. So uh, I, I get a hold of Reliance, and uh, they can't come out till like Monday. And I have that you know air conditioning heating warranty thing, so it would have been a free service call, but I would have had to wait till Monday. Um, and then I don't even know if it would have been free once they realized we'd been fidgeting with things right. and caused the problem. Gotcha. Or at least uh, UG caused the problem. <laughs> so, uh, anyhow, uh, UG feels terrible about this. Sure. And, and he's apo- calling and apologizing. And I said, I can't talk on the phone. I'm trying to start a fire here in the middle of the ling- living room to save the family. Anyhow, uh, Lug calls uh, Buttons, <laughs> heating and air conditioning. And Tommy, the superhero of the day, rolls in fixes the whole thing it was something to do with a common wire whatever okay. that is in a yep. furnace i don't know listen i i barely know where the furnace is in my house there's a lot of
0: wires back there when you try to do the nest yourself yeah. your install your, your thermostat hmm. you know it's not just simple red and white okay right there's like four or five you got to deal with yeah i there's know. A know green that's thrown in there a yellow yeah it, it gets odd
1: yeah, and I never would do it. Listen, uh, Tommy, the great guy from Buttons, he he even showed up m- missing a couple of tools, so he asked me to borrow stuff, which I had to scream for Maria, where do we keep the screwdrivers? This <laughs> kind of thing. I have no idea what's going on. So anyhow, long story short, we now have a nest. Uh, I have heat. Lug has a very expensive bill on his lap, and all is right with the world.
0: You know, it's funny, because I believe I know who you're talking about. Oh, you know? yeah. And... Uh... I might change his name on my contacts to Ugg. Because <laughs> that's the same reaction I have when I see that he's calling me.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ugg.
0: <laughs> he's on the
1: line. It's Ted Reader, the godfather of the grill. Good morning, Ted. Good morning, Craig. Good
2: morning, Lucky. morning, Ted. Good morning, everybody. Yeah,
1: yeah hello. One and all for Helinda's Meats. <clears throat> Ted joins us once again. And I was uh, on your YouTube channel, and you combined two of one of my my favorite things, the Caesar and the steak, making a very tasty-looking sandwich.
2: Oh, the bloody Caesar steak. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) That's
1: a tasty-looking treat with the cheese and the tomato and all the stuff going on. But what I was really uh, intrigued by was all the marinade stuff you mixed together to marinate those steaks.
2: Well, so I took a a can of, uh, I think I I used Matt and Steve's uh, Bloody Caesar in Mm -hmm. a can. Mm -hmm. And so I started out with the Matt and Steve's. I threw in uh, some horseradish. I threw in a little bit of hot sauce. I threw in um, some Worcestershire. Squeezed a lemon in there, not too much. And uh, mixed it all up. And you let your steaks marinate in that mixture. And then took uh, tomatoes. And topped them with, uh, man, oh, man, I can't even remember what well, the heck I put on, what kind of cheese it was I put on there. It was a melty,
1: tasty-looking cheese, and I think you also uh, had dumped in some of your bone dust and pickle juice as well, I think.
2: Yes, yes, there was a splash of pickle juice that goes in there. It was uh, Matt and Steve's pickle juice. okay. So it was from their pickles. And so just a dash of that, that's for sure, for sure, for sure. And it was a pretty tasty steak, a quick, hot and fast grill, because the steaks are only about an inch thick, mm-hmm. so they're not going to take too long to do. And then I, I griddled the tomatoes with the cheese on top and a little bit of onions and some green onions and dill and chilies. And that went on a toasted bun, and then you topped it with slices of that steak, and you had a, yourself a, a pretty tasty Bloody Caesar steak sandwich.
0: Ooh, not too bad you know what I, I'm just thinking because tomorrow is Valentine's Day Ted. So if someone was thinking steak perhaps for their Valentine, is there a good cut that you could make into like a heart-shaped steak if you were if you're going extra romantic?
2: Well if you get yourself a rib steak and you get it cut about uh, two to three inches thick and then you cut it halfway about three quarters of the way down the middle of it and then fold it out. That rib steak will end up looking a little bit like a heart. Ooh, okay. All right, so that's the the easiest way. Some butchers are actually cutting heart-shaped steaks for you. Uh, you know, I, I don't think you need to shape your steak like a heart. I think you should just enjoy your damn steak. <laughs> you just serve heart on Valentine's Day, Ted. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, I love the day. It's my favorite day of the year. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh,
1: how long do the steaks... Sitting in that marinade for? Because sometimes you got to let stuff sit like 24 hours. How long are we letting that uh, simmer in that sauce? Oh,
2: that would be four hours at the most, okay. really, because, you know, you, if you're using a good quality cut of steak, like a New York strip, it's pretty tender already. You're really actually marinating just to add that flavor. Right. And so, you know, you season it, you put your seasonings in there. When you pull the steak out, um, you want to discard that marinade you don't want to be using that marinade oh, we're to not drinking with that? or anything else. No, <laughs> not you're drinking. not drinking that. No. you know the only really way you could drink that would be to uh, to bring it to a boil and then let it cool and drink it and that would be disgusting. <laughs> yeah,
0: probably. Now <laughs> just
2: of- open yourself a fresh can and enjoy it. That's
1: right. Now a lot of people uh over the years I've heard will put like tiny fork holes into meat to get marinade inside of the meat. Do we need to do anything like that?
2: No. Okay. No, you don't need to. Don't don't go poking a really good quality steak. Okay, um, just go with it as it is. Right, you can flavor it in a lot of ways, but in, in in the way that I cook at home for my family, is I try and keep it real simple because mm-hmm. we don't always have a lot of time. So if you've got time and make all the marinades, if you don't have time, just buy a great quality steak. And uh, go see the butchers at Helenda and say, hey, I want to have a rib steak that's two inches thick. And can you cut it down the middle part way and make it shaped like a heart? And they'll probably be happy to do that. (laughs) And uh, you really just, you know, keep it simple. We're all, you know, working extra hard these days. Except for you, Craig. That's right. Uh, Never
0: have, never believed (laughs) it. Ted, can I I ask you? Can I ask you quickly? Are there marinade mistakes? Like what? What is it? I know there are acids that sometimes, if you put the wrong thing in a marinade, it'll actually start to really break down the meat, and that might not be what you want. Is there a mistake that people make often?
2: Yeah, vinegar. Don't put a lot of vinegar into your – don't put – add too much. You want some acidity in there, but you don't want to put so much acidity in there that it actually starts to cook the meat. Okay. Mm. And so it often happens with, with fish people. So I'm going to marinate this fish, and fish marinade should be like 20 minutes, and that's it. Because after that, you start to – the acid, like if it's lemon juice or lime juice, starts to break the meat down, and it actually cooks it. Mm. Um and so then you, you're, you're you're losing the, the flavor and the moistness and the juiciness of that piece of flesh.
1: Very good, Ted. And I also noticed on the uh, video on YouTube, Godfather of the Grill, not only the great uh, Bloody Caesar steak sandwich, but also golf tips from your pal Chris as he was teeing off out of a snowbank getting ready for the new <laughs> season up at El Dorado Golf
2: Course oh yes our winter season is doing beautifully <laughs> it's uh you know white balls and white snow but yeah. uh, it, actually this uh, week there's not much snow so i think uh you know you could probably get a, a round two or two in at el dorado yeah why if not you Can handle the mud right now <laughs> and uh you know yeah. we're putting in a nice big uh putting green at the uh at el dorado about twelve thousand square feet nine holes and we're going to have a tasty time there Whacking the ball.
1: Yeah, looking forward to it. Once again, summer's not that far off with this weather we've got. Feels like late March already. Teddy, if people want to get a hold of you and talk grill and steak sandwiches or even golf, how do they do that?
2: Uh, You're going to find me at Ted Grills. And one last thing, happy Valentine's Day to all the lovely ladies out there.
1: Scientists uh, think bananas were domesticated more than 7,000 years ago on the island of New Guinea.
0: Domesticated? Yeah. Were they just wild? I guess before just that, probably and-
1: growing wild and monkeys munching on them. Right? Maybe they uh, domesticated them from when
0: they say domesticated, maybe meaning for human consumption. Right? Or yeah. maybe, yeah, or maybe they've like farming them rather than right, just picking them when they're wherever they're growing. I thought Dairy
1: Queen found them. <laughs> <laughs> More
0: than seven thousand years ago. That's how you got the banana split. Were you a fan of the banana split? Yeah, ah, well, I say yes, but
1: not. Eh, look look at you. It. Of
0: course you are. <laughs> <laughs> I just would throw the banana. Out. No, I was going to say. Yeah. I don't know if I want to mix fruit in there.
1: I would say that uh, at the DQ, oh, oh I, you know what? Their burger and
0: fries is really good. They have really good food. Yeah. Yeah, they really do. (laughs) They really do have good food. No one, uh, you you don't generally think of Dairy Queen for Mm. food. Mm. They do have good food. Yeah.
1: Oh, sure. I like everything at the Queen. Yeah. If I met somebody who said, eh, not a fan, I'd never speak to them again.
0: I remember growing up, I always wanted the peanut buster parfait because it came in that really tall. It's a good one. You know, you're getting a lot of ice cream for your bang for your buck there, but they had a hot fudge sundae too, like a brownie one. Yes. Which was phenomenal.
1: Yes. You had to walk there and eat it, though, because you needed the exercise to work it off.
0: <laughs> yeah. and It was one of those things. My dad, growing up, his, uh, one of his offices was, uh, was just, like, less than a block. Like, it was really a two-minute walk okay. to a Dairy Queen. And any time, like, we had a PA day or some—I was off school for some reason, and I would have to spend some time in the office— like, it was a go-to. Hey, Dad, you want something from Dairy Queen? Like, yeah, here's five bucks. Go get a couple. of Like, it was always <laughs> <laughs> a Mr. Misty or something like yeah, that. Yeah, there yeah. was something that he would want from Dairy Queen. No, that's perfect. All I had to do was walk for it.
1: So as a kid, you weren't uh, filling in for him? Checking patients? <laughs> no. <laughs> diagnosing, See what we got here. Diagnosing things? No. Will Farrell's dad was a mu- uh, musician with the Righteous Brothers. Really? Huh. Played cowbell? Uh, probably he did. Right. <laughs> Pixar works hard. They animated 20,000 balloons to carry the house in the movie Up, even the ones in on the
0: inside of the giant bunch so that you couldn't see them. I wonder who made that decision. Like it was it the animator or it was it some producer above who's like, "No, you got to you got to do them all." It's and it's to the animator's like, "Are you kidding me? Got to look bigger. It's got to look bolder." Yeah. I mean, mind you, at one point I guess they would have had to either draw that or paint it. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Onto those cells, right? And that's how they made it.
1: Lady I used to work f- uh, with, her son went to school for this animation. And he ended up getting hired by Pixar in L.A. And he, he he's just, like she said, it's amazing wow. what he does every day. I don't know why we need to know this. The surface area of a cat, including all the fur, is about the same size as a ping pong table.
0: Oh, did they get that from that crazy Netflix Killing Cats oh, documentary? Right? Yeah, maybe... Maybe. Ooh.
1: Did we know, I think I've heard this before, Alberta has been rat-free for 70 years. The <sighs> government decided to get rid of rats around World War II, and they still have pest control crews on the border to prevent them from coming in. Really? Yeah. Yet they couldn't stop the Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Karen convoy? The Karen convoy from breeding. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe because of all the farming, the rats are bad yeah. for the crops.
0: You would have thought the minus 30 would have taken care of that, but yeah. it's
1: not. No. I'm going to set those pest control on the Karen crew. <laughs> <laughs> the freedom truckers. Um, the first American sitcom shown in China was Growing Pains. Interesting. Yeah. Speaking of China, most microwaves sold around the world are made by one Chinese company. They provide microwaves for Toshiba, Black & Decker, GE, Whirlpool,
0: Insignia, and more. And each one has a different price. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes,
1: they do. Do you have anybody in your life who still believes the microwaves, the radiation off of them are
0: bad? Oh, I, I don't... I can't think so.
1: Probably. my Mar- The lovely Maria and my youngest, they will run a million miles to get away from really? a microwave. Oh, yeah. They're, they're really convinced it's going to give them brain cancer. Okay. I said the food you're eating in that microwave is going <laughs> to...
0: <laughs> Give you the brain cancer. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm worried, worried about the uh, the microwave that I am, the hungry man meal that I put in there. <laughs> That's going to kill you first.
1: Um, M&M's are named after their two founders, Forrest Mars and Bruce Murr. But they would uh, they wound up hating each other, and Mars bought out Murr's shares after eight years. And I just read somewhere that the... Uh, the Eminem mascots are uh, being uh, indefinitely paused.
0: Yes, they're changing yeah. again. Because that was some crazy wokeness going on.
1: Somebody got said a while back about the female characters and their uh, high heel boots and stilettos. Now they're gonna redo them again. Wow! How
0: how far, how, crazy, how eh? crazy are we that this is uh, uh, this is what we've got to worry about? Yeah. All the things going on in the world. Yeah, we're worried about you know what boots the Mars cartoon character is wearing. Yep. This is what we worry about.
1: Weird Al Yankovic got his first accordion from a traveling salesman and recorded his first hit in a public bathroom.
0: I imagine was you're it? just in there, you just gotta go. And you gotta listen to that crap. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah. I hope the traveling salesman didn't meet him in the bathroom.
1: The Eiffel Tower and the Statue of Liberty were both built by the same French architect, Gustave Eiffel. Right. I did not know that. The first... Uh, published use of the term hashtag was in a blog post called Hashtag #equals twitter groupings it was uh, released in august 26th of 2007 so hashtags, that term has been around
0: a long time and there's still some people who have no idea what they do no i know right they just like hashtag and make up whatever the hell it is way on after yeah. like, no 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 it's not how it works it
1: is the number that's it, but like forever it was the thing that you used uh, for numbers yes
0: it's a number sign yeah
1: it's a number sign
0: you know but the the idea behind it is when you hashtag something, mm-hmm. it is to fit into a group, right, on that social media. So right. hashtag Wednesday, it's all things that about, that about Wednesday. It's not hashtag I love this and this is what you should be looking at. Like, like right. people just I make up their own hashtags. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, people, yeah, they, they, they will hashtag everything we say.
0: Yes. Right.
1: Maybe we hope it starts a group.
0: No, I just don't think we know <laughs> what the hell a hashtag is actually supposed to do.
1: And I only say hashtag is actually the number uh, icon or sign, because I'll bet you there's a lot of young people who only know it as a hashtag, wouldn't know that it's a, it's a number. <laughs> and finally, the whoopee cushion, one of the all-time greats, invented right here in Toronto back in 1920. Employees of a rubber factory were messing around with some scrap rubber (laughs) and started making fart
2: sounds. Rock Mornings with With Craig Venn and and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.